Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is award-winning writer, producer, and host, Kristen Nettopak. And she's the showrunner creator of the first ever live award show for Geeks. That's right. I said Geeks. The Geeky Awards, a show that celebrates indie creators in sci-fi and fantasy. And I'm looking forward to like hearing about this because I see her in all her pictures and she's doing the sci-fi, you know, dress up and everything like that. And I just want to know what's going on there. As well as she's the creator of the award-winning digital series, Late to the Game, and the award-nominated viral series, The Skyrim Parodies. Nettle Packs, I'm going to call you Kristen, right? Kristen's most recent project is a historical fantasy novel called Era's Song, based on an original pilot script that Kristen wrote that received international appraisal at Cannes Best Television Pilot finalist and won Best Script Award at both the London International Festival of World Cinema and the Fantasy Sci-Fi Film and Screenplay Competition in Los Angeles. Just to name a few honors, she's got lists. This girl's so popular. <laughs> she walks down the red carpet like you go to the grocery store. Kristen is also a public speaker for women in entertainment and media. I brought her on the show today to find out more about her. What has her spiritual journey been like? And what is it like for a female to bring her spiritual side into the entertainment and media business? So we're going to get into that. But before we do, Kristen, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, hi. Well, yeah. So you, you're asking about my costuming. First of all, I feel like I should take a bow after that. It was like, that's the best intro ever. And then I remembered that I wrote it and sent it to you. <laughs> uh, no, I was uh, delivered so well. But I had well. to deliver the line. Deliver it so well. You deserve it. And I did it in one take. <laughs> or it was an Emmy. You deserve an Emmy. You're going to get an Emmy for that. Um, yeah, just, um, just to fill in the blanks, I am a huge fantasy nerd. So the Skyrim parodies and late to the game they are about they were my digital shows that were parodies of playing fantasy video games rpgs so i'm a huge nerd my book era song is um it takes place in ireland in 1845 and it's about a girl who discovers that she's prophesied to save ireland with magic and so just overall right there i'm a huge fantasy nerd everything i do is fantasy 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 um swords magic you name it and i think we're going to be talking about magic today so that's a that's a good that's a huge part of my spiritual journey i think we're going to talk about magic today as well but it may not be how you expect it to be (laughs) oh i think it's i think it's not going to be how you expect it to be (laughs) oh okay got it got it so broken catholic nation um you know kristen is here on the show and we're going to talk again about her spiritual journey yeah. And, and what it's like, right? Because something we both created together before we uh, press the record here is that we all come from different upbringings. We mm-hmm. all come from different environments. We didn't get to choose the environment we were raised in. However, we get to choose where we end up. And we don't have to fight each other along the path of our own spiritual journeys and that we can really just accept where other people are coming from and try to listen and learn from them. And hopefully they'll do the same back, right? And I believe that's where we can have these conversations when we take out the make wrong and we really get curious about what God is doing in each of our lives. And I believe he loves each of us individually, personally, 
and he has a special plan for each of us. So before we get into the story of Kristen, Netto Pack, Kristen, share with us something personal that very few people in your business life actually know about you. Um, uh, my, probably my spiritual journey and the fact that I practice witchcraft. <laughs> and, and I want to say that, and I'm just going to blurt it out because it's a, it's a word and it's their tools and it's things I use that I feel come with so much stigmatism, like, oh, she's scary, you know? And, you know, it's funny because I say that because I have actually mentioned that to one or two people that I work with and they were like, <laughs> and uh, I think most of the people that I know in my personal life know that, but people in my work life um, don't. And people in the industry that I had worked with really don't know how spiritual I am. And that's something that I have spent quite a few years, uh, quite a few last few years, uh, going from something that was very personal to something that I'm putting out there as part of myself being seen is like, this is who I am. This is what I do. These are the tools I use. And that's only one of them. Um, but sometimes those conversations make people think differently of you. I get that. Yeah. So, we're going to get into that story, yeah. right? <laughs> right now, BC Nation, I know you just heard that word and you were like, Joseph, what the bleep? I know. <laughs> right? What the bleep? Why are you bringing on someone who practices the very thing that I, you know, goes against mm -hmm. everything that I hold dear and true, right? Listen, I'm going to say it this way. And I know Kristen is going to do me the honor of not trying to persuade me in any way, and I'm not going to persuade her in any way. However, I want to hear the story because I believe <laughs> that she is a daughter of God. And I want to know, like, like, how did you come to that, right? So we each have a story. We each have these uh, detours along the way, right? Whether it be in early childhood or young adult life that, that send us down different roads. And I really want to get into that. And this is either going to be my best uh, episode or my worst <laughs> episode, Kristen. So yeah, <laughs> responsibility yeah, no. lies it's, on you. It's going to be amazing. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation um, because I first and foremost want to this is the conversation I had in a, a mutual friend of ours. She said, please define the word magic for me. And I said, it's energy. I said, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the being tapped into the greater universe, the God energy, the creation. It's, it's knowing that we are one. It's knowing that, you know, right now we're having a connection. In person, we have a connection. We were just talking earlier about being guided by God, being guided by spirit. Um, to say certain things, to do certain things. To me, that's magic. And, and I, I just blatantly threw out the word witchcraft because back in the day, um, I think right now we're sort of waking up to the fact that all of those things are just labels for the same thing. You know, we are talking about God. We are talking about, again, like being one and being together and, and not being separate. And those words are just words that people use because they didn't, you know, they grew up, we were talking about, we all grew up differently. Some people grew up where that's what they were told it was called. Some people grew up where it was called something completely different. And, but to me at the core level, when I say the words magic or witchcraft, I'm really talking about that working with energy and understanding that I am an energetic being in, in a universe filled with energy and a planet filled with people. And, and that's sort of how we relate and work with one another. And there's so many more things to that, but I just wanted to start off with that. So we didn't scare anybody. Like I'm turning this podcast off. Oh, it's already too late. Girl. Yeah. Like, they, they've already deleted. <laughs> yeah, they're they like, canceled, nope. subscribed. They're like, I thought Joseph no. was all about this. All right. So yeah. let me ask you this what let's talk about your childhood for a Absolutely. second because i really think that paints a picture yeah um, so what uh faith or denomination or what spiritual religious environment were you born into oh this is great um 
I actually was, so my, my grandmother on my mother's side was very Roman Catholic. I mean, we went to, we went to church that was all Polish speaking. She was Polish and she was, you know, you wore makeup, you were going to hell. You talked out of line, you were going to hell. And my mother was actually pretty, pretty abused by the family and the church life. And when she married my father, I think they made an agreement. There was no religion in the household. And my dad is complete atheist. So he's like, none of that, you know, whatever religion it is, whatever spirituality, he doesn't believe in any of it. So Mm. I grew up um, not only seeing my grandmother who was not nice to me. And that, that was my experience with religion is like, wow, anything I do, I'm going to hell. You know, she hates me. She, I, I grew up feeling that like if I were myself and I were the bubbly personality that I was, that like, you know, I, I just didn't belong there because I didn't fit. I wasn't back in the day, you know, when I'm um, growing up with my grandmother, like she was very strict and there was a lot of rules again, like you don't talk and if, you know, until you're spoken to and women do this. So I just really felt like in the beginning with all of those, those rules, I didn't belong. It was like, that's not for me because it was about the rules. It was about the, I felt like back, you know, when I grew up, I was like, well, religion kind of sucks because it really just keeps people down. And then of course my father emphasized that because he did not believe in anything. And he's like, that's all just fluff. You know, what, let's be rational. What exists is what you can see and what's here. And so I grew up for many, many, many years, about 30 some years of my life really feeling that way until I myself had my own spiritual awakening. Got it. So let's pause you right there because you just covered a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is, Kristen, I would say that is such a common story. Yeah. And I know it's personal and unique to you, but it's personal and unique to her and personal and unique to him and to me. And we each have gone through that. And let me just speak to this, right? Because I see this all the time, whether it be a guest on my show or someone I'm doing my spiritual coaching with, and they show up with all the baggage of their childhood. And so many people have gone through trauma. Mm-hmm. Some it's you know physical abuse, some it's sexual abuse, other it's emotional abuse and psychological abuse. And unfortunately, a lot of times it, it's connected to religion in some way. Like I was raised with Roman Catholic dad who was also Marine Corps. Oh, wow. (laughs) But when you put those two together, you now have redundancy, right? Of rules and regulations and discipline. That was my grandmother, except she wasn't in the Marines, but she was. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly how you feel. Okay. So you really get that. And I really get you and what that experience was like for a little girl, or in my case, for a little boy who was just larger than life with Mm -hmm. personality and this lightness. And I love people and I love just life and having fun. And I'm guessing that's how you were. You were just this playful, beautiful being that God created and put on this earth. And then here you are like stuck in a cage of heaviness. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you're invisible. And it makes you feel like something's wrong with you. And maybe you're a mistake because why is everything around you like the opposite of you? And it makes you feel unloved, unworthy of being loved. That's a huge thing I think for a lot of people. What was that like for you? Let's talk about that for a moment. What was that like for you to feel unworthy of love as a beautiful little innocent uh, young girl? Well, it was interesting because I'm a little bit of a rebel. So um, my grandmother did uh, probably liked my, my cousin and I the least because it, I think a lot of people go through this trauma and they, they, you know, suck themselves in and they suck themselves away. And either one or two things happen, right? Like they retreat or they go crazy. And I think mm. that I was the latter. I just went crazy. I was like, well, I'm going to go overboard So my grandmother said, you know, no talking and I would ask a million questions or she said no doing this and I would go do it anyway. And I feel that I just wanted to, uh, 
it was like, well, I can prove to you that I can be myself and you can't tell me now or nobody mm -hmm. could tell me now. So, so it, what it did was it actually fostered a sense of aggression in me that I had yeah. had my entire life. And not only are we talking about, you know, growing up with my grandmother, but, you know, um, also living in this world as a woman, we were very taught, like add that on top of it, we're taught that, you know, you're here to be a wife and a mother and, and, and you know, and I'm, four, I'm 40 years old, so I can say that, like maybe not now, but back then, definitely, um, there were just so many, like you said, the cage, there were so many rules and restrictions around being a woman, um, around being herself, being out there, having a big personality, that it just made me want to fight instead of be compassionate. So I was always at war with people. You know, somebody mm -hmm. came to me and said, you can't do that. I would immediately flip and like go crazy and go overboard and get aggressive and fight them and go to war. You're like, um, you're like my grandmother. Yes, I'll show it, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what it did to me. Is and, it, I, and I'm yeah. sure that makes you very successful too, because you've probably used that aggression <laughs> to really do well in business in your career. Yeah. Is that right? Successful in a bad way because awesome. Yeah. And I'd say, so there, there is a bit of me, that is part of me. I'm an Aries that that is part of me to have that drive and that ambition and, and, you know, always want to be moving forward and being a leader. But aside from that, I think the aggression that came from, from trying to be caged in what it did was it, it I didn't trust people. I didn't feel that I could be my, really, I was going inside. I couldn't really be myself with everybody because I felt that at any point in time, someone was going to try to shut me down and when you're in business, all of the rules that apply to a personal relationship apply to business as well. So when I say it was aggressive in a not good way, it was that, you know, I was just like a ticking time bomb. Anytime that there was a disagreement, I took it personally. It was like, oh, they're trying to, you know, hold me back. And, and so, um, yeah. And I, I would say that I definitely ruined some relationships that way because when you're working with people, you know, there is that sense of compassion. Like we talk about, we're one, we're together. And I had been separating myself from everyone. It was like, I'm me, you're you, you better not like tell me what to do. And yeah. So things just ballooned <laughs> at certain thank, times. <laughs> thank you for speaking to that. And yeah. BC Nation, you're hearing Kristen right now, like taking personal responsibility mm -hmm. for some of the mess that she created in her own life, right? Because there's what we're born into and then yeah. there's what we do with that. Yeah. And then Kristen, I think you really articulated that well, is that when we're born into a suppressive environment, we we're one of two personality types. We're the kind that go internal and we retreat mm -hmm. or we go external and we rebel. Yeah. And in your case, you rebelled. And FYI, you know, the show is called Broken Catholic for a reason because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a broken Catholic and former <laughs> atheist, right? Yeah. And I went and I left the church. I left God behind. I left my family because I grew up in a suppressive environment. Mm -hmm. And I was very similar to you where I needed to rebel. And I, my, my path was entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yours was, you know, media and entertainment. And I was like, man, I'm a, I don't want my life to look like this. I want to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. Those were my things. Mm -hmm. And then I, I found my three gods. It was, it was pleasure, money, and success. And mm -hmm. I worship them. That was my religion. Yes, absolutely. And, and I got to tell you, Kristen, I left and I, I moved out. If you know the Bible stories, the prodigal son, yep. I was him. And I moved to a foreign land called Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> right. And, and I built a business and everything. And I, I made $2 million, you know, in the first 12 months. And we did well. And then I partied for five years, semi-retired, prodigal son style. And I lost everything. Yeah. And God stripped it all away yeah. from me. And I literally was the prodigal son. I had nowhere to go, no home, no friends. They all abandoned me because the money left. And I was literally this young boy alone in the world. And my family took me back in. And all of a sudden, God spared me. And I was almost murdered twice with some of the decisions I made. You talk about aggression. I had aggression. Mm -hmm. 
I became a professional bodyguard for high-end escorts. This, by the way, is the first time I'm sharing that on wow. my show. Right? You turned the tables on me. Look yeah. at you. Right? <laughs> but, but I was so far into the darkness. And I don't share that to glorify the, the sinfulness I was in. I share that to say, man, when I left God behind, like how far a human can go into the yeah. dark without God who is love in, in your heart. Like I, I was literally headed towards destruction. And I was one breath away from being strangled to, to death. And one breath away, Kristen, from eternal suffering. Like yeah. one breath. And I didn't have a, a bright light moment. I didn't think of God even for a second, all my childhood upbringing, being raised Catholic, right? I didn't, I didn't none of that happened. I didn't call out for help, nothing. I literally was passing on to the next. And, and it would have, I know the path I was on mm-hmm. and it was a downward spiral. And I got to tell you, like God spared me for whatever reason. I now know now what he's calling me to do. And it's to bring his love to the world. Not so much his, the aggressive Old Testament God. Yeah, yeah. You get that, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right, and I get that. And I know BC Nation, you get that as well is so many of us were raised with parents who meant well, but showed up like Kristen's grandma. Mm-hmm. And they, they presented God in a way that was dictator and tyrant. Well, who the heck wants to fall in love with or worship a dictator and a tyrant? Nobody who's sane. So we run from that. But I also realize now that God spared me and he had mercy on me. And then he poured his love into me over the the last few years. And I got to experience God as a father, the New Testament God. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything. And it wasn't something like I read about in a book. And so many of us are missing that, right, Kristen, where we just have finally experienced God in a real and tangible way that even we can't deny, like in our heart. And until that happens, we're constantly seeking. What shows up for you in that? Oh, it's really interesting. You mentioned fathers. Um, you know, I, I had a, my, I called it my spiritual waking many years ago, and it was more of a waking up to, there, you know, it was a shock. It was like, there's something going on that I don't know about. Again, I was in that aggressive mode and I just wasn't listening to my heart. And I was guided and they were like, okay, we're, <laughs> if you don't wake up, we're just going to break you open. Um, but having said that, that was many years ago. But recently, just this last year in 2018, um, I didn't have an amazing relationship with my father growing up. Or, I mean, he, how do I put this? Straight you from your heart, girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's no like filters. Exactly. And um you know, he, he wasn't always there. It, it was like, I was going through all of these things as a child and it was really with my mother. I was very close to my mother and my father mm-hmm. was never there. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he would go into his back room and close the door and he would, you know, constantly just be like, you're not good enough. Like it, 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 there were all of these things that happened in my childhood. And just this last year, I realized that on top of, you know, my grandmother's thing, that I had this thing with my father and I had actually sent him an email and I wrote it all out. And I said, this is how you've made me feel. And I feel that I have made decisions about the relationships in my life based on my dad. And he, he called me and he said, you know, none of that happened. You're making it up. And I just remember being so distraught. I, w- I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cry right now. It's okay. um, let it, let your face <laughs> leak woman. Yeah. And this was, this was actually in the beginning of the year and it was New Year's and I, and I took the week off and I just cried and I thought, I have no father. Like this human man just completely gaslit me and told me that all of my experiences that I had had that had created who I was to this day were not real. Mm. And, and that week is when I really you mentioned father is when I really felt like, well, God is my father. You know, I, I know that 
we can't always rely on the humans in this world. And that's, that's part of it is we're always trying to look for the answers with them and they have their own issues and he had his own issues with his father. And, and I understand that now. And, and sometimes the other humans in our life and in our family can't be the ones to save us, to open that door. And that's where God comes in is, is like, he's always there. You, you are so right. <laughs> You are so right. By the way, this is the most beautiful, courageous thing you can be doing right now. I know. I've cried about this many times, but never on video. <laughs> That's all right. No. That's all right. Listen, you're not my first guest to, that I may cry. I'm Supposedly, sorry. I'm good at making people cry. I don't know what it is. But listen, it's when we start talking about what's real, yeah. Kristen, like, and we stop like suppressing it, acting like it's not even there. Yeah. You father wounds. You know how many Absolutely. people have father wounds? And he, I had father wounds. The reason why I never really experienced God before is because a picture of God was painted by the picture of my own human dad. Yeah. That's how we see our heavenly father is how we see our human dad. And if that was a good relationship, normally we have a good view of God. And if it was not a good relationship or it was hurtful or he broke our trust or hurt us or abused us, well, of course we can't trust our heavenly father now because our human dad represented him. Yeah. And, and so many people are stuck in, in this painful place. And I think you said it so beautifully, by the way. And witchcraft, schmitchcraft, okay? <laughs> the woman that's showing up in front of me right now is beautiful. This is God's precious daughter saying, Father, love me in a way that my dad didn't. And until you do, I'm, I'm seeking everything else everywhere else. Yeah. In all the wrong places sometimes, right? Because <laughs> that's what we do as humans. And I'm not making you wrong. I'm just saying, welcome to humanity. Yeah. There's a God-sized hole in your heart and my heart that could only be filled and accessed with God's thumbprint. It's like a key access card. And until we get that, nothing else fulfills us. Nothing in Hollywood that you've ever seen has ever filled that spot. Yeah. And I think this, you're in a beautiful place right now that God has shared, like open this up where you just had that painful experience with dad. Yeah. And now you're in a place to choose and really get clear that, wow, no human can ever fill what only God can fill. Well, maybe I should stop putting my faith in them, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or asking them to be my savior, which you yeah. said really yeah. eloquently. There's only one savior. Well, and, and here's my challenge to you, if you're willing, because Kristen, I like you. I like you a lot. And, and BC Nation, if you don't feel how much I like her, like get how authentic she's showing up right now and how much courage that takes, especially in the entertainment and media industry to come on a, a podcast with listeners, you know, across the planet, over 50 countries and growing, right? And, and to be so authentic and real and to say, man, I have daddy issues but not just with a lowercase d, with an uppercase d, right? And, and here's, here's my challenge for you. And Kristen, I promise you it will work if you take it. <laughs> I promise you, I, I, this is what I coach people on. And they have major breakthroughs in this exact area, if you want it. For the next 10 days, I challenge you, every morning when you wake up, just spend your quiet time. I'm sure you do meditation because you're in Los Angeles and they all <laughs> meditate, right? But uh, spend your quiet time and just the first thing say, Father, if you're real, show me you're real in a way that even I can't deny. Show me how much you love me. Like just say that for 10 days and believe that he will. And I promise you, he'll show up in a powerful way in your life and fill that, that void. Is that something you'd be willing to take on? Absolutely. It's, it's very similar to what I do every morning. <laughs> I'm always Absolutely. asking for signs of love. Absolutely. But well, yeah. do, you, do you get that he just answered you? Yes. <laughs> because 
like, what do you see right now? Like you're on this oh, podcast. What are you seeing right now? You know, it's really interesting because I felt something this morning. I was like, something's going to be going on on this podcast. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I feel like something is going to be unveiled or, or, you know, this is how I get messages, right? It's, it's just somebody set something up again. We talked about being guided. A friend was like, you should do this podcast. And I thought, I didn't think <laughs> I felt it was the right thing to do. And, and funny, it should fall now as opposed to months ago when this would have been a completely different message. So yeah. um, that's what I'm feeling is it's always just great gratitude, gratitude for always receiving those messages and being aware enough to know that, that that's what they are. Gotcha. I want to challenge you with one other thing. Sure. And the thing I'd like to challenge you with, and this is for all of you, BC Nation, right? Wherever you are in your faith journey, if you're really connecting with Kristen and her share, her story, and you're like, man, that's my story. I went through that. That's how God was presented to me. That's how religion was presented to me in this distorted way. Why? Because God chose to deliver. This, is, this makes me laugh. Like God is, chose to deliver his message of love to the world. He chose to do it, to deliver it through broken humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Even though he knew yeah. we would screw it up. Yes. Right? Because like you said it well, and you you have mercy on your dad and you forgive your dad. You're like, man, my dad had a rough childhood too. And that's mm -hmm. how it was delivered to him. Yeah. And now he delivered to me all broken and messed up and distorted. And now what are you going to do with it? Are you going to stop that distortion, your generation? Or are you going to pass that on to your kids if God blesses you with kids in the future? Yeah. Right? That's the choice we all have. And I and I and the challenge for you is, don't throw out the entire faith, meaning the church, the religion that you were born into. There's a reason God had you born into that. And, and even though grandma didn't represent well, <laughs> I'm clear, right? She didn't represent well. Know that that was just one broken human's perspective of how it was delivered. That doesn't represent God. That doesn't represent the religion. That doesn't represent you know, God's love for you. And so many times we connect things that don't go together. We collapse them together. We're like, oh, grandma, she treated me terrible. She never really loved me. I felt unlovable around her. She was Catholic. So therefore, Catholicism is bad because grandma showed up that way. And we collapse these things and they don't collapse together. They're separate and distinct. So I, I just challenge you with that. Just sit with that. Mm -hmm. Just sit with that. We all need faith and we all need some kind of structure in our daily lives because lives tends to be chaotic, right? And we need that. And there's so much beauty in some of the faith traditions that we're born into. And we don't have to throw them out just because one person or, or several people or many people did us wrong. What shows up for you in that? Oh, I, I just love this. So I'm, I'm writing a, a book about a girl who comes into her magic again. It was 1845. We have different words for things then. And there was actually, it was during a time um, during the Great Famine when the pr very Protestant England was oppressive to the Catholic Irish. Mm. And so between those two um, facets and the, the, the magic side, there is actually a a moral, which I don't want to give away because I don't want to ruin my story, but there is actually a moral at the end of the story about us being one and about not tying um, our belief to what people do. And sometimes they do very bad things in the name of whatever faith they believe in. And so that was coming to me as like, the, I mean, right now I'm thinking, now I know this story, by the way, came to me as a guided thing. It's like, I guess I'm creating this story. I thought it was a film and I thought it was a TV show. Now I know it's books. And I'm just finding out every day more and more why I'm telling this story. And it's a personal story. It's a story of my awakening, but it's also, you know, like you're saying, it's a story to show people that whatever humans do with their brokenness on earth, that has nothing to do with who we really are and what's really going on. 
I love it. I couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) BC Nation, listen to the wisdom of Kristen right now. Like what people do to you, they're all broken. You're broken. I'm broken. That's why this show is called Broken Catholic, right? (laughs) Because we're all broken. We don't have it all figured out. And I'm standing for unifying Christians everywhere. Like why? Because remove the bleeping labels. Yeah. Like the girl that's the woman, sorry, the woman that's sitting in front of me right now, like with her eyes leaking, like is beautiful and lovely and and wonderful. And she's my sister right here, you know, and I think it's awesome. And there's so much we can learn from each other if we take down the labels. And let me be real. Let me be real about this. When you said witchcraft in the first two minutes, (laughs) I literally- That just came out, by the way. I'm clear. Yeah, I just want you to know when you said that, like yeah. something inside of me rose yeah. up like mm-hmm. battle. Yep. Right? And and I just want to be transparent about that. And I surrendered it to God in the moment quietly as you were still talking. And I said, Lord, like lead this conversation. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't know where it was going to go. And obviously, I have to respect my audience. They're not jumping on a broken Catholic to learn about witchcraft, right? So, but look what God just did. Like, he literally just opened your heart just a little bit more to his love Mm -hmm. for his precious daughter who got hurt from her dad. And it's really that simple. And we try to complicate everything. And we're talking about labels. There are, it goes both ways. You know, there are so many misconstrued stories about women that are healers and that are, you know, accessing the same God. And again, back in the day, people called it something different depending on what country they grew up in because somebody told them that's what it was called. And and I think, again, that is, that is a very huge goal of mine and a very big part of my life is, is like, how do we remove those labels and realize that the majority of the time we are all talking about the same thing? And, you know, sometimes there are just bad stories <laughs> that are told that aren't true about certain things. And, and we talk about witches and we talk about pagans, um, you know, and again, women healing or connecting to nature that's that's not for me i connect with nature every day and you know for somebody to tell me that's wrong i feel like well but god is everywhere he is nature may so i give an example <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. so um in the catholic tradition yeah uh you've probably heard of uh, saint francis of assisi right uh, he was yeah. in italy and mm-hmm. he was known for being able to communicate with the animals yes Sounds weird, right? But nature. And he would say brother tree and he would have conversations, right? With the trees, with brother squirrel, brother moon, brother sky, right? All this stuff. And here's here's what I think is a very important distinction to put in this, this conversation, is that there is a a clear distinction between um, worshiping God and, uh, or I should say this way, between... um, uh, what is good and what is evil between yes. God and the enemy between mm-hmm. uh, good magic, if you want to call it good magic, which is, I know you're just using the word magic, um, but, and, and dark magic. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is very important. And I think uh, witchcraft um, sometimes there were situations throughout history. You're absolutely right. Where, you know, if someone was just a healer, which is a spiritual gift of the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. which is a Christian <laughs> thing, Right. If, if it was misconstrued as, oh, they're a witch immediately and they were labeled and condemned and burned out at the stake. And then there are others that they literally chose. No, I don't believe in God. I worship you know, oh, absolutely. a dark absolutely. power. And that, that is the witchcraft that yep. we stand against, obviously, because it goes against our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And we know the entire universe has been created by him in, with polarities with dualities. So where there's light, there's darkness, where there's morning, there's night, right? And, and we know where there's good, there's evil. Mm-hmm. So I just want to create that into the conversation just a little bit for a second. Um, when we speak about witchcraft, uh, we're not talking about black magic, dark magic. Absolutely. Yeah. Are, we're both in agreement on that. I, absolutely. And again, this goes back to labels. There are many, 
there are many people that use God to murder people. You know, I mean, like we, we know this, right? This totally goes back to what I was saying with the labels is, is, you know, this person blamed this, this person calls it this, this person's this. So they, they think that's evil, you know, and, and there's just this separation that we're creating when really it's humans making the choice to be with God or to be with something dark that, that really at the end of the day, there's, there's two choices. It's love and fear. And that's it. Whatever we want to call it, the stories, the, anyone that believes in anything, in any religion with any label really has those two choices. And I think that that's why Catholicism seems so bad to some people or witchcraft seems so bad, but really we're, you see what I'm saying, right? At the end of the day, it's, it's humans making the choice of what they want to believe in and, and worship, if you want to use that word, and where they want to put their energy. I agree completely. And it's good or bad. I, I get that. And I, yeah. I really like that you presented it's love or fear. Yes, absolutely. And God, God is love. Absolutely. Right? And anything that is not love, that's from the enemy. And it's all fear-based yeah. and condemnation, right? All that stuff. Yes. I'm in agreement with you on that. But to clarify BC Nation, because I don't want any <laughs> writing in here. Yeah, oh, no. Okay? I've already be been, if, yeah, if you read some of my Google reviews, I, I remember I got the first time, uh, Kristen, I read my first, uh, you know, bad, um, uh, sorry, iTunes review. And uh you know, someone went on there and they called me a heretic and all this yeah. other stuff. And I'm anti-Bible. And I was like, what? Like nothing I'm saying is anti- okay, whatever. So I just want to clear it up for BC Nation. No way am I condoning the witchcraft that is dark magic evil Absolutely. or the Neither am I. Or devil or anything <laughs> like that. Neither is Kristen. But I really think she's coming in with polarizing language yeah. to disrupt the whole idea of labeling and immediately um, ostracizing and isolating people for their specific belief systems rather than doing exactly what she and I are doing right now, which is having the conversation. Yes. A conversation that creates this open space because the second she said, Oh, I'd practice witchcraft. I could have shut this conversation down immediately, <laughs> like nobody's business. That just came to me, by the way. I had no idea why that, that I didn't, I don't even think that it just popped out of my mouth and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, this was the conversation we were meant to have. Maybe it was know? a test for me. To I see think, what I was gonna think it do. was. Thanks, yeah. Kristen. Thanks yeah. a bunch. No, I, I love what you're saying about, um, yeah, just it's it's all about removing the labels. I mean, look at what we have with people of, of race. It sounds it sounds so ridiculous to be racist, but someone looks at someone with a different skin color and makes judgments based on that. We make judgments based on color. We make judgments based on sex, on age, on the labels, on what we believe in. There's so much of that going around that completely separates all of us. And this is just one other facet of that. All right, Kristen, we're going to have to wrap this show up as sure. well. I'm really enjoying this and I'm letting it run over a little bit past 30 minutes because I really, oh, I wow. Really okay. Like, yeah, I really like what God did with this conversation. I think it's, it's brilliant. So you can find Kristen at netopack.com. That's mm-hmm. N E D as in uh, David, O P as in Paul, A K.com. Netopack.com. All right, so Kristen. This is my favorite part of the show. Although there was a lot of great parts. Welcome to the confession round. I know, I'm excited. See what I did there? <laughs> Nervous. All right. I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions, 10 actually. Um, you'll have three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it, it's just for fun. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Kristen, what's your favorite thing about God? Oh, love. I get that. What's your least favorite thing? Nothing. Come on. <laughs> I really don't know anything, nothing. Okay, the fact that I, that I, uh, uh, oh, now I'm going to overthink it. The fact that sometimes he doesn't always tell me what his plan is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I knew you had it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, being alone. Yeah, got that. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Oh, partying. <laughs> searching for god in all the wrong places yeah yeah <laughs> you know um one of the great uh, uh i think it was c.s lewis he talks about uh sin is is not it's choosing to do the lesser good yeah 
rather than what God actually wants to give to you. Right. Well, let me, let me emphasize that not just parting, making myself numb to opening up. <laughs> That's Thank what you. it really is. That's what it really is when you're drinking and smoking and doing all of those things. That's well said. It's escaping the reality yep. rather yep. than going in and facing the hurts and the yes. wounds and the, the yes. mess. So you, I think you did that today. Well done. What secret fear do you have about yourself or about others? Oh, that I'm not enough. Hmm. Yeah, I get and, that. And with others that I just <laughs> I have trust issues. <laughs> well, listen, you were raised in the environment where how you showed up wasn't enough for those yeah. people. Yeah. So it makes total sense. However, you're a grown ass woman now. Yeah. Now you get to choose it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Uh, that he is just, it doesn't matter who you are, he loves you regardless. Beautiful. What's a new habit you want to form? Trusting that I am always going to be guided on the right path. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm starting, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> What's a, hey, you showed up for this show. Well yes. done. What's a bad habit you want to break? Um, All my listeners are saying, witchcraft, witchcraft. <laughs> Procrastination. I know, sorry. Second, second guessing the guidance that I give, that I get. Oh yeah, I got that. Okay, cool. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, open, loving, and powerful. Open, loving, and powerful. So it's not aggressive anymore. It's power. No, no. And power also can be misconstrued. So I meant that yeah, in, okay. a very, in a very bright light, I am who I am, take it or leave it way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Oh, definitely. Um, broken, aggressive, and in denial. Is that a word? That's two words. <laughs> That's a word today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And last question, Kristen, if you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Love more. Just, love just more. as much as you can, just love everything and anyone. I really get that. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God yeah. versus not? Just that, again, like we talked about, um, get past the labels, get past the words, get past people's experiences that are coming from a place that's broken and just open your heart because you might find something that you didn't expect. BC Nation, I agree with Kristen. Had I stuck to the label when she said witchcraft and shut down this conversation, this would have never happened. And I would have shut down the opportunity for God to speak to his precious daughter in the way that he just did that made her face leak on camera, <laughs> right? And that was a beautiful moment that I got to share an experience. So Kristen, thank you for being thank so you. real with us today. Really powerful. Uh, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Um, I'm on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on some social media, so you can always find me on Instagram. It's Kristen Meadowpack. So that's really the only one I use, even though I'm on Twitter and Facebook. I don't use them very often. Got it. And what's like one message that you're really standing for with uh, women in media and entertainment? I just want to create a 30 second space for you to share whatever Absolutely. mission you're on. Um, to not hide ourselves. You know, there are just, there were just so many rules and it, the world had wanted to put us in a cage for so long that um, for women, it's time for us to share our own experiences and to not be afraid to be who we truly are because we are opening to a space right now where that's welcome. And, and that feminine energy of love and compassion and empathy is what the world actually needs. I like that. <laughs> and BC Nation, for you, all my female listeners out there, you can show up with that powerful female energy in a way that's very feminine. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it has to be aggressive or the B word, right? That's yeah. not, that's, that's more masculine energy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Seriously, really it embrace, is, it is. embrace your female energy. And I say some of the most powerful people on planet earth are women. I've watched women walk into a room with total femininity and command like 30 yeah. top level executives. Can I note with, that with their soft men, presence. men can do that too. <laughs> That's what I'm working on, by the way. Yes. Yeah. We, have, very, we both have balance. Men need to do that too. <laughs> I agree. Yes. I'm working on my empathy, BC Nation, you know, because I used to show up in the world very aggressive and yeah. intense-like and kind of, not kind of, very controlling. And yeah. uh, God is really- We can't do it without you. Yeah. Amen to that. But God has really been softening my heart mm -hmm. the more I surrender it to him. Yes. So that's really been working. BC Nation, do you enjoy my show? Do you love Broken Catholic? Do you love that I bring on guests like this that are just like, oh, what are we listening to? <laughs> I can't wait for the comments. That could be so <laughs> polarizing. Like, what is Joseph up to? Did Joseph convert? What happened? Right? Like, do you love this show? Then go to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't yet. Put in a five-star review. If you want to go and write something bad about me, call me a heretic or whatever, that's fine. You don't know me. I answer to God. I don't answer to you. And I love that. I love that I'm finally so grounded in my identity as son of my heavenly father that your opinion of me doesn't matter to me. You do. I love you. I care about you. I'm here to help you and serve you as best I can. But your opinion? Eh doesn't mean anything. And the second you start to get that you're God's precious son and God's precious daughter, and that what others have to say, especially Kristen, like you're in the Hollywood, man, forget about it, right? How much crap people probably talk about you mm -hmm. behind your back. And that you could just shrug it off like, hey, doesn't belong to me. That's their stories. Has nothing to do with me. Like, it's just a beautiful thing. So BC Nation, go subscribe. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I wish you God's love, God's forgiveness, and God's transformation in your life. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.